Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit LambdaLegal.org. That's LambdaLegal.org. Wow, podcast starts now. Mm. Good morning, George. Good morning. Oh my God, it's kind of chilly out because it's the morning. Oh my God, it's freezing. The dew is still on the grass because it's the morning. I'm actually drinking a coffee out of a large bowl, you could say. I'm kind of wrapping my hands around it and I have a blanket wrapped around me. Burr. Yes, burr. And meanwhile, I'm drinking a, um, a, a nice cold brew out of a little plastic cup okay so kind of a different vibe so kind of a different vibe and yet it's still valid and beautiful in the morning all identities are valid and then as the day (laughs) goes on slowly more and more people are marginalized yeah they get eliminated their their identities get eliminated and that's how it works yeah 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 well welcome to stradio lab the the podcast that takes place in the morning stradio lab (laughs) a.m I mean, this is our spinoff, Stradio Lab AM, where we talk like this. Where we talk like this, and we're a little bit cozy and a little bit different. Um, I feel my head is so clear. Me too. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my head is so clear because, you know, I'm not inundated with the thoughts of the day or like, yeah. we have no idea what the big thing on Twitter will be no. later. We are, we are a blank slate, only flowing with our own creativity creativity and energy it is you underestimate because that moment 
I'll say this. There's the moment of waking up where anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And depending on what your morning routine is on any given day, that can last anywhere from one second to a couple of hours. Lately for me, it has been lasting, I would say, less than the time it takes for my eyes to flutter open. I kind of, my eyes flutter open and I immediately start poisoning my brain with information. Really? Yeah. Is it useful information? Is it important information? No, I. it's gotten to the point where I even think doing, waking up and, and literally playing like Candy Crush would be a better use of my time <laughs> than waking up and, and opening my, my little New York Times morning newsletter. Sure. On my morning routine, it takes about four hours. I wake up maybe around, you know, 9, 30, 10. And I think by about two, I'm ready to start looking at the internet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very inefficient. And no, that's not inefficient. That's good. Are you taking advantage of those four hours? Well, I, you know, it's I walk the dog, I hit Uh, the gym, I eat a little bit of food. I it 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 takes a really long time to do all the things I have to do. See, that's great. Because what happens with me, for instance, you mentioned hitting the gym. I, since you told me to work out in the morning, have been attempting to. What ends up ultimately happening is I delay getting up. Maybe then I'm only ready to start doing things at like 11. And then I'm like, well, at this point, if I work out now, it will be afternoon by the time I'm done. And then there goes the fucking day. So I might as well sit down and answer an email now so I can tell myself I started working in the morning, in the a.m. hours. Yeah, you just have to just you have to consider yourself an afternoon girl. You right. have to sort of embrace it. And if it helps, think of yourself as being on LA time. Mm. <laughs> you know? And that's actually a really good way to re um reform that in my head. Like I'm not I'm not actually starting my day at noon. I'm on LA time. Yeah. You're and you're jet lagged and you're waking and up at 9 a.m. And you're just getting into it and you're just so efficient. Well, suddenly then it's like, it's actually a, a feat that I am jet lagged and managing to do work at all. It's no longer like a, a failure that it's 2 PM and I haven't done anything. No, you deserve a damn medal. I'm you like, Oh my God. I mean, I have between business meetings. Yes. I have to answer this email. <laughs> I, you know, I think of LA genuinely as my, um, my last safety net. Oh, where... interesting. I was going to say your hell. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel that like right now, you know, life is so hard in New York, but right. if I ever want to, I can just move to LA and my schedule is going to be so healthy because right. I'm going to be waking up at 6am just naturally because I'm so trained with East Coast time. Um... Yeah, I guess. But then you like <laughs> meet someone and they'll be like, what's the vaccine? You know, and then that'll kind of really bring you right back down to earth. I guess that's a good point. That's a very good point. But, you you know, it's whenever I, if I ever go there, I'm always like, look at me. I can change my life in one second. But really, it's just time difference. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's a lesson in there. (laughs) I also do. It does. It genuinely does comfort me (laughs) when it's like 8 p.m. And I still am like trying to finish something that I've been putting off all day long. I'm like, well. But it's it is LA time. Like you know, I'm they're still at work. I'm still at work. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't feel bad anymore. Wow, I didn't realize that LA was such a big presence in your life in terms of kind of um, making excuses and forming your own schedule and and telling yourself stories in order to live, Joan Didion. Yeah, LA is kind of my like um, 
you know, I'm not religious, so it's right. kind of my God. Um, it's something I can lean on when right. I feel lazy or bad. I can say, well, at least I'm not LA, you know? Right. Well, thank <laughs> you for bringing up God. I, should I mention what happened with Marsha? Please remind me. Well, I was wearing my new cross earring. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And now we're coming back. I'm remembering. Okay, go ahead. I was wearing, first of all, I attended your comedy show, Stevie, which you co-hosted with Drew Anderson and Marsha Belsky. It's true. Um, it's all at true. the front porch of the bell house, one could say. <laughs> the the front patio, I the would call it. The front patio. You, well, you know, you could call it a sidewalk. You could call it maybe even street. partially a street. A street, sure. Maybe I a mean there were there were definitely trucks actively, there. Trucks are actively going up and down, maybe one could sure, say. Sure, sure. Um no respect for the comedy show happening right next to them. No. No, not at all. And I showed up, I was wearing a cross earring, which I thought, okay, this is Madonna. This is mm -hmm. George Michael. Sorry, now I'm like quoting my own tweet. But whatever. Yeah, you really are quoting your own tweet. I'm, but... I'm actually humiliated, but I'm going to keep talking. I mean, sometimes you have to push through. Sometimes you have to push through. So, and then I got there and I'm like, I sit down. I also had a few buttons of my shirt unbuttoned and I was like, okay, I'm actually Prince. And so then I sit down and Marsha turns to me and goes, are you Christian? <laughs> And I didn't know what she was referencing. I was like, uh, I mean, I, I was raised, you know, like, yeah, my, I was raised Greek Orthodox. I, did you know? I'm from Greece. Right. And then, and then Marsha's, and then I realized she was talking about my hearing. Did it make you question your choices? Did you feel like, like, were you kind of one of those queens on Drag Race where Michelle Visage gives them a note and they're like, well, actually, I'm clearly being this. Right. And well, she's this, like, well, if it didn't is, read, it didn't read. This is my biggest fear. And this is my, this is the thing with all fashion, I would say, is basically all fashion. I mean, I've said before on this podcast that contemporary art is an inside joke among people with no sense of humor. One of my best lines ever. <laughs> and now <laughs> about fashion, the thing is, it's like the entire secret of fashion is like wink. Like that's what fashion, fashion is a bunch of people being like wink. And so I am like worried that my general aura does not say wink enough for me to be able to wear fashion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, uh, yeah, I do know what you mean. Sudi's I mean, shaking her head. I'm, I mean- It's not true. Oh, it's not true. Okay, so you're shaking your head in support of me. You're, you think my entire aura does say wink. Okay, is George wink? That is the question. The, is thing, George the, wink? the big thing, and this is like my biggest, you know, I'm gonna obviously write a big feature about this on GQ course, and get paid $5 million, is are you wink? <laughs> <laughs> um i think whew, it's hard it's hard because george you are serious i think you you're know? way more wink than i am i'm deaf but i i've actively curated my wink Fuck. you know yeah you're right like like i i that was part of the haircut mm. and and we're all and it all comes back to the haircut it always comes right. back to the haircut where it was like i need people to know that i'm wink because right. i'm not like because a lot of the things i wear like a normal guy could wear them sure but i need people to know well it's actually i'm playing with the concept of what a yeah. normal guy would wear and i'm winking at it well i guess in order to be wink you have to commit to commit to something mm -hmm. for you let's say it's the haircut or the mustache there is something you have to hold on to basically and that is the root of your wink or the the rock of your wink yeah, I think you, I think the earring was your wink. And it's, right. <laughs> so that's where it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it showed the world like, yeah, I mean, I'm playful. I'm, I'm not taking this super seriously. 
And so for it to be read as the complete opposite is really heartbreaking. Right. It's like if you showed up with your haircut and someone was like, do you work at a gas station? (laughs) Right, exactly. And so um, that is tough. I guess maybe maybe it's like you need a less I mean, I know they're they're not hack yet, Mm. but a little hack, but like maybe a dangly cross. I know. something a little more a little bigger to show like no this is a joke right right no, <laughs> not a joke but like not i don't sincerely want to promote I mean, christ here's at this the, point here's what i'll say and this is actually so <laughs> smart oh, i great. think for so many people the, <laughs> i think for so many people their wink is something that is is something like a tattoo or set of tattoos or a piercing which mm-hmm. makes it then so easy for everything else to be interpreted on that canvas. Yes. And I think when you don't have tattoos or pier- I mean, I realize we are talking about an ear piercing, but that's like yeah. not that exciting. But when you don't have <laughs> tattoos or like, you know, a noticeable piercing, then it's on you every single day to wake up and have to reiterate, I'm wink. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah. this is like, I think this is going to be so inspiring. I can see our fans leaning out the window screaming, I am Wink! All our fans are people of Wink. (laughs) I think it's tough. It's also, I mean, this is the thing, is like people with tattoos and piercings think they're more radical, but it's like, I have to wake up every day and prove I'm Wink. Yeah, it's I'm not wearing my Wink on my sleeve. Right, literally. Literally. I don't I think mean, our friend Joe Castlebaker, for instance, who has a giant sleeve of a palm tree, is waking up every day concerned whether he reads his wink. No, he knows he reads his he wink. Knows and he walks wink. around like that. He walks around with the confidence of someone who knows he's wink. But, you know, there's a commitment to the wink, too, yes. because if, you know, we have not wink passing privilege, right? where if we want our wink to go away and sort of go work in finance or hr mm-hmm. we can do that <laughs> right we can, and that is take and our that is a privilege off. that is a that privilege. is a huge privilege Where that at Castle any Baker... given point either you or i could literally go work in hr <laughs> and actually if we're not if we're not careful we could be placed in hr at any given point against without without even submitting a cover letter i think yeah. the fact that we don't have tattoos or piercings means that we could wake up any day and suddenly be drafted feel compelled and walk into the office and be like hi sharon and that's and that just can just happen. That can just happen. That that actually happened to a friend of mine. It really yeah. did happen. No, it happened. It's been happening more and more now that the world's reopening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think this is actually an essential discussion, and I think it would be powerful if we brought our guest in to yes. give um, their perspective. I want to bring our guest in. I want to keep talking about Wink, and I also at some point want to bring in another element of a kind of you know a a very talking about the podcast as we make it meta commentary on the idea of having this particular guest on okay well no no i love that you're making a to-do list it is very morning to remain organized (laughs) yeah this is a morning i'm now being sharon from hr a little bit (laughs) yeah i think my wink is actually leaving my body as we speak and i am making a list (laughs) so Um, yes no you do it Okay, I, I could felt I could feel your momentum, and I really I'm sorry yeah. I stepped on it because no, that was really, I mean, it was really fine. amazing. And we'll discuss it later. <laughs> Our guest put it on the list. Um, I you know we don't mention credits on this podcast. Are you about to mention credits? You know what? I'm going to do something kind of kooky, Uh-oh. which is mention 
a credit that just ended as a way to not mention credits. Interesting. So what I'm going to say is our guest is fresh out of six, Sudi? Six years on writing on SNL and is now on what I see in the background as kind of an, um, I would say, rustic eat, pray, love trip. I was going to say eat, pray, love too. Where she wants to forget everything she ever did at SNL. Forget she ever wrote <laughs> sketch comedy. She wants to finally yeah, write the that book of poetry. Committed there. She's, My legacy go away. She's in this house and she's saying, she's doing exercises to forget names like Bowen Yang, you know, Kyle <laughs> Mooney. She doesn't Bo ever want to think of sleeping, those. sleeping downstairs yeah. currently. <laughs> she, she, oh, but, get him up but here. But that's because you're there to kind of exercise him yeah, out of your thoughts. Exactly. Kill him. Um, Exposure therapy. Yeah. Right. And so and you, she never wants to think of any of those people again. Kate McKinnon. She says, a hex on to you. And so, and now she's here because she wants to finally follow her dream, which is being a guest on the podcast radio app. <laughs> Lauren would not let her do it, in fact, until no. she quit. She didn't want to yeah. leave. But she had intro, to. What happened? Has this intro gone on too long, do you think? Well, I don't just think you've said my name. But... name okay, George. and now welcome <laughs> the artist formerly known as SNL writer Sudi Green. Hi. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How's your morning going? Oh my God, it's amazing. I woke up with the sea air kind of blasting into my face mm. a little sand in the bed I was annoyed sure. um you know it's just been beautiful out here in Amagansett this is my trauma trip um this is my <laughs> trauma trip um and I'm so happy to be here and thank you for having a morning pod with me mm. I, well, you know, we're not only having one with you, we ended up scheduling our next next guest for right after you. So we're having the two first ever morning straight So you're, you're saying I've started a trend. Yes, you've started a trend. And at first I was furious. I said, who does she think she is starting yeah. a trend, uh, changing our schedule? Right. Well, mm. I kind of think mm. of that about Sudi across the board. <laughs> Whenever we go out and have, let's say, a drink or, or a pasta together, as we did a few Ooh. weeks ago. I, mm -hmm. She walks in and I immediately become pissed. And I say, who does she think she is? I know. I know. I'm too confident. And I should be smaller in, yes. in every yes. way. I'm fascinated with Wink. I feel that what I was thinking when I was dying to dive in, but didn't want to be screamed at and berated mm -hmm. um, by <laughs> sharing my opinion before I was properly introduced, um, is that I feel that every Wink starts with a swing. Every wink but, starts with a swing, and I feel that, that the earring, the <laughs> earring yeah. was the initial swing. Got it. And guess what? Like, you know, once you leap, you land. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you were just experiencing the initial initial vulnerability of the swing. But if you never swing, you're never going to wink. Mm. It's okay. very it, reach for uh, shoot for the 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 moon and you'll land among the stars. Yes. So the thing. two, just to recap, every wink starts with a swing. And the corollary of that is if you don't swing, you're not going to wink. And if you don't breathe, you die, honey. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that that we can all agree on. And also, I don't know who needs to hear this, but drink water. Mm. Drink water. <laughs> Thank and you for honestly, addressing me drinking water. Drink water before you speak to me, because a lot of times people come and they speak to me and they come with me, come to me with an energy where I'm like, you did not speak water. You speak did not water. speak water. You did speak not speak water. water to me. Speak water before you swing. Otherwise, you'll never wink. 
Sudi, do you feel that you have wink? I feel like I recently stepped into wink with also my haircut. I was, and I was going to say, and I was going to say, and I don't want to say, I don't, yeah, I don't want that to read as like me agreeing. Like, of course you didn't have wink before because you did, but the haircut is a, is a new level of wink. The haircut glasses bangs combo is a level of wink never before seen in the Sudi universe. It was always, I was like flirting with wink and would sometimes pull her out. But now Mm. I feel like with the sunglasses and also I'm like, dressing much more like menswear inspired how I feel comfortable how I feel like myself a lot of blazers like yes I'll wear a mini skirt but the blazer needs to be there with like the thick gold jewelry and I just feel like yeah you know it's become I swung and now I have my purpose yeah and you know just for George's story do you have was there a moment when you were like I'm swinging and I'm missing Mm. Basically, any time that I tried to be like traditionally femme hot, like there would be moments where I would like go out with like friends from home or like be in Vegas, and I'd be like, I'm wearing a slutty dress that I bought at Zara, Mm. you know, and just always. I don't know if that is wink. Maybe that's anti-wink. I don't think that is wink. But here's the thing with Zara is that Zara promises a shortcut to the wink. And and Mm -hmm. there there cannot be a shortcut to the wink. You have to swing. You know how when I felt like I winked and I I fell? Yeah. Was like any time I would go twee like anytime i would do like a zoe de chanel headband yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or or an item of clothing would have like a bow on it right. and i'd be like you know like right. my headband no i tried that on the the big like the big like pearl necklace that's no, not yeah. me yeah i was gonna say the zara thing you really need systemic change within yourself to right. get to your true wink you can't just get a shirt there needs to be a full-on social movement people need to unionize there needs to be maybe a bernie sanders-esque leader (laughs) within Um, yourself bernie you know elizabeth warren maybe an aoc there needs to be someone like that taking charge um for the wink to even be on the table (laughs) yeah it's true with zara though is that it feels like there is no escaping zara because I find that a lot of like the fashion bitches that I follow, like basically everybody who used to work at Man Repeller, Hmm. they all are constantly going to Zara. You know, they're all constantly like, yeah, and and this white top is Zara, this like wide leg plant, all all actually Zara with my arc bra. You know what I mean? And I'm like, if those bitches are going to Zara, like when's it going to go away? Well, do you think maybe that it's like, once your wink is established, you can add some Zara onto it because the, the the strength of the wink is so strong that it's not minimized by the addition. But that, that then maybe, Zara, yeah. yeah. Maybe doing the Zara is its own wink because it's saying like, yes, I'm wearing like this amazing vintage top and guess what? The pants, Zara. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. They're saying, they're almost saying, don't look at me because mm-hmm. I'm not the focus. Wait, I have a, so Sudi, I want to quickly... So when I think of your current style, one word comes to mind, tailoring. Oh, uh, what do you think of, horny. what do you think of that? 
I agree. I've never gotten anything professionally tailored. But it is the aura of tailoring. <laughs> That's it's blazers. It's and blazers pa- and, and pants it's big with pants. Big pants. Yeah. A pant. I love that it's I've never gotten anything tailored, but yes, tailoring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so funny as an agreement. Well, we were recently, um, not to mention Amy Zimmer's birthday party once again. Wow, this is um, a podcast about this Amy is Zimmer's literally a podcast party. about Amy Zimmer's park birthday party that happened on the middle of the day on a Tuesday. <laughs> um, but Anna Fabrega showed up. Had do you know what I'm about to say, Sam? No. She was wearing these pants that were like plain black pants, but everyone knew there was something special about them, and everyone mm. in unison was like, "What the actual?" fuck is going on with those perfect flawless pants Anna and then Anna was like oh I got them tailored at XYZ place in Soho where I get all my clothes tailored and then everyone's head exploded we had to cut the party short (laughs) but like people you can and these were plain black pants but everyone could tell from a mile away she got them tailored in Soho well you know, I used to get clothes tailored a lot. It's pretty affordable. And no, I know, but I think, but what I'm saying is Anna was wearing like a, a tie-dye t-shirt, like was pretty, you know, was it was a daytime look. She wasn't wearing a lot of makeup, but everyone could tell those pants. Oh, that Something had been done to them. On every like makeover show that I watched growing up, like what not to wear or like the original Queer Eye, there would always be somebody who was like, well, you know, clothes don't really fit like my body shape or it's hard for me to shop. And they would always be like, just go get it tailored. Yeah. And I know, you know, the look on their face when they're like, I'm never doing that. And the clothes <laughs> that I'm, I've got on this reality show are what I'm wearing for the next 10 years of my life. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as Sam once said, this is about the new Queer Eye, but he was like, you could essentially just give them a gift card to Bonobos. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the makeover is for clothes, at least. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> wait, I have a potentially, this is a warning, potentially boring anecdote, potentially uh-oh, boring uh-oh, anecdote. Uh-oh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, I... One time I went to this gay resort in um, the Midwest Mm -hmm. and which was really exciting because like people like it's not Fire Island people there aren't like, you know, artists and performers. Um, Oh, like like in Fire Island, everyone's an artist. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know know what what I mean, mean. but also everyone on Fire Island is a lawyer. (laughs) Well, at least the people that we hang out with are like, they're not lawyers. None of them actually have ever read a book. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Um, but none of these gays were lawyers either. It was very um, sort of the non-wink person we were talking about at the beginning that got drafted to work in HR. Right. Um, got drafted. <laughs> and so I was like talking to this guy, like, or no, I was walking and this guy was like, I love your shirt. Mm, and I oh. was like, oh my God, thank you. And then he was like, where's it from? And I was like, oh, like shamefully, like, oh, it's from Zara. And he was like, what's Zara? yeah oh my god he's free he's free he's the only person that i know that's truly free yeah do you know what else he's free do you know what else is actually scary and frightening and actually now this is a horror podcast when my sister was visiting me she bought two pairs of shorts at h&m realized they didn't fit her and she wanted to return them she left them for me to return because there's no h&m in pittsburgh (gasps) oh 
Let's move to Pittsburgh. Let's move. That's, is that Let's that's actually, that's, should we move to Pittsburgh? I'm Let's packing the van. Go. I remember like the joy of like taking my like aunt and uncle who live in Canada to like a Muji for the first time. Oh, Muji is Muji. And there's nothing more important than Muji. Muji is iconic. I've, I've taken many of my family members to a Muji for the yeah. first time, and like mul- multiple multiple people have come back and been like can we go back to that that amazing yeah. japanese store again and it is amazing it is amazing but no it is it, it is, is. and things like there was a when i used to live in san francisco there was this very twee chocolate store it only sold artisanal chocolates which uh, we like roll our eyes and we're like okay of course that would be in like this cute neighborhood in san francisco i took my mom to it she was in heaven <laughs> she could not believe it <laughs> I mean, it's I, sweet. We're also jaded sometimes. You forget, and also you forget like the access to artisanal treats mm. that we have in the city. That like, yeah, like my mom grew up in Iran with like amazing bakeries. Everything was like fresh. Everything was like gorgeous. And then she would like go to the bakery in Newark, Delaware, and be mm. eating like Crisco filling on like. Right dry cracker and she'd be like what the fuck like so pissed off (laughs) but this is but this is the thing though with like artisanal stuff is like similarly bakeries in greece are like just the thing that exists everywhere and everything is like 50 cents and it is like amazing just the most delicious pastry you could ever imagine and it is truly i'm not even exaggerating when i say it's like a dollar and then to then like to then go and get like a loaf of bread at a bakery and have that be a big purchase is like, is so insulting to in fact, my ethnic heritage. (laughs) So Um, the artisanal thing is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, yes, so lucky that we have access to it and I will never stop thanking God because I am religious because of my earring. But on the (laughs) other hand, it's like, it's offensive and bread should not be expensive. If everyone, if we lived in a, in a, healthy society I I have this thing which is honestly sometimes like a test that I have like when I'm dating with people Mm -hmm. but now it's just like kind of a general test Uh oh where it's not a deal breaker but it does like cut me deep into my soul when you say to somebody there are two categories of people there there's when you say to them oh should we go get a donut Hmm. or oh this is a really good ice cream store should we go and they say yes or they say And then maybe they do say yes eventually, <laughs> but the hesitation was there. Yeah. That hurts me. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I don't think everybody needs to eat ice cream all the time if they don't want to. But the rejection <sighs> that I feel when there's hesitation or yeah. resistance to the suggestion of getting a treat, it feels personal. Wow. This, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I would be the like, mm, oh you my God, go. you're, mm. I'm I'm like well I'll go with you because oh I, so, god that's humiliating I've so gotten, I've that's humiliating and I've well, done that before because sweets don't do it sweets I'm not a sweet head sure. like yeah it, it's not like they just like like I, I much prefer like a burrito to like mm. a donut like for always, me it's always, like always. I'm a I'm a mm when I'm on my own and I'm a yes when I'm with another person that to me the permission I need is for another person to be there and then it doesn't count yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I also just think like, if you're gonna eat the donut, just like eat the donut. Like also the slap in the Sudi, face. You know, the... you've given me this monologue before, literally with that, when we got pasta. You, 
<laughs> you, and you're like, and you know what? Here's what I'll say. If you want to eat the donut, eat the donut. Because we were That's ordering how I thought something. About this. Oh, we ordered creme brulee. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I want to hear the end of that. Yes, 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 please. Because I have not heard this monologue before. Well, just that. <laughs> now I feel like hack and no. uh, whatever. George quoted his own tweet earlier. So it's just <laughs> a personal interaction that is now just because it's my truth. Mm-hmm. But I do just truly feel like if you're going to get dessert, don't be like, well, should we, well, should we split it? Because I think that makes the dessert taste worse. I think if you're going to choose to eat the pasta, choose to order the yes. creme brulee, then just order it and eat it and mm-hmm. don't talk about, don't, don't smear anything negative on it right. or like ruin the vibe. You already ordered it. Yeah. So just fucking eat it. And if you yeah. don't want to eat yeah. pasta, then get a fucking radicchio salad and shut the fuck up. Don't even get me started on radicchio salad. Do not. I mean, too oh, bitter. You've opened a can too of worms. Bitter. Too bitter. Too I don't care if it's de-bloating. I don't want a salad that's too bitter. Yeah. You can see in the Ugh. back of the tongue, like it, Ugh, is, it tastes. It literally tastes like medicine. It tastes okay, like medicine. Do you want to know a huge secret to radicchio salad? Please. Put in if you're making it yourself. Put in dates and put in lemon zest. Suddenly everything comes together because they cut the bitterness. <laughs> oh sure, that's huge. That's smart. Yeah, you know this is what I was. Uh, want to know a secret to radicchio salad? Mm-hmm. Skip it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna eat the donut, eat the donut. Eat the donut. Yes. Put it no. on a pillow. You're so right, though, that it's like if you infuse it with negativity, then in fact. Then at that point, don't eat it because then you're eating something that has been infused with negativity. Why would you want to do that? It's very like relationship on the rocks. It's like, well, if you're going to stay together, Mm. you better stick with it. Yeah. And like commit, you have to mentally commit. But if you're, if because if you're like, oh, should we the whole time? It's like, this isn't going to work. Just, it just, it just, I I think it's like a sensitivity of mine. And like, one of like the the most angry I've ever been in my very sweet boyfriend was like truly over nothing. We had ice cream, we in the fridge, we had about like half of a carton of Ben and Jerry's, which for two people is like a totally normal amount of ice cream Mm. to eat, maybe even too little. Mm-hmm. And he got it out and we had two spoons and he turned to me and he did this exact tone of voice. He said, we're not going to finish it though. And I literally no. said, fuck you. <laughs> it was early in our relationship and I just like had to ex- establish that boundary. Like <laughs> none of that. Wow. I love that. If Valid. you're going to eat, wait, sorry, Sudi, for the sake of, you know, merch and branding. Right. Should it be donut? Should it be ice cream? I think donut has donut. more fun consonants. If you're going to eat the donut, eat the donut. And yeah. I think a lot of my work should kind of now be like boiled down to a pillow in a gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, all of us are basically a collection of maybe three little catchphrases. <laughs> I mean, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. I, I did think that the other day I was like, should I continue to like try and write and produce comedy on television? Or should I just make tote bags that say short kings eat box and like <laughs> put them on Etsy and like live my life yeah, and like make a million dollars. I think about right. that literally every single day. I'm like to just make one t-shirt that says like slay mama and I could be rich tomorrow. <laughs> when like, Ayo made a t-shirt that said daddy's little daddy, that yeah. was revelatory. <laughs> 
Okay, wait. We, we need to do our first, first segment, segment because I actually segment? am. I'm actually in a hurry. You could say jonesing to get to our second segment, aka the bulk of the episode where Sudi introduces her topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Sudi, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and uh, we ask you a series of rapid fire questions, sort of gauge your familiarity with straight culture, um, sort of an A or B thing, and the only rule is no no questions allowed, or we'll yes. get mad at you. Mm. Understood. Um, George, do you want to start? Sure. Sudi, being a morning person or eating a morning bun? Eating a morning bun. Sudi, winning a Webby or losing a custody battle? <laughs> winning a Webby. Elon Musk or Rachel Cusk? <laughs> Rachel Cusk. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, Steve Jobs is a genius, Kanye West is a genius, or Joe Rogan is a genius? Mm. Joe Rogan is a genius. Having bad posture or posturing is morally superior online? <laughs> Having bad posture. Olivia Rodrigo, Migos, or the singer of Leave, parentheses, Get Out, JoJo? JoJo. That is a stretch. <laughs> oh, something I'm not allowed okay. to stretch in the morning. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's 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 like a funny that's like the dialogue in an overwritten script where someone goes, I mean that's a stretch, and the other person's like, Oh, so what? I'm not allowed to stretch in the morning, and then the audience laughs. <laughs> oh my Wait, god. It's on a pillow. It's a on it's a, a big pillow. Sorry. <laughs> the seven deadly sins or the three little pigs. <laughs> the three little pigs. Okay. I'm searching for my copy of Leaves of Grass, or I'm searching for a piece of ass. Searching for a piece of ass. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Incredible. Broken, like, I mean, I would say your performance during that segment is that of one who has listened to the podcast before. Yeah. Not to be a bitch. Yeah. Not yeah. It's almost, bitch. I would I would almost say, it, then, you know, that takes any mystery out of it. I mean, you are, you were not even, you, you were not caught off guard once. You never, you never acted have, as though we I were attacking you. I, I'm sorry, and I should have performed that for you because I know that's part of the fun. Right. I have regrets on all most of my answers, Got it. Uh -huh. but I was prepared. And I do think that that is, now that you know that I listened to the pod, does it make you think of all the people you've had on the show that clearly didn't? Oh, we know who doesn't <laughs> and who does. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. Because even if someone's like performing it, it's really clear. Yes, Well, um, so, or sometimes people are like, Sometimes, I mean, the whole thing with straight shooters is like, you know, we make the joke that you can't ask any questions. And often we've had people that were like, sorry, I, I listened to the podcast, but just to confirm. And we're like, no, 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 no. I wanted, I meant to, even this morning, I was like, I should ask a question just to experience right. them yelling at me because that, yeah. I wanted to see how far that would have gone. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm full of regret. Well, no. And I, personally, I appreciate the honesty because you know when it's fake it just it doesn't hit as hard mm -hmm. and uh I, I, the the listeners uh, would, would get furious at the artist i'll artifice. just do it a little bit right now <laughs> what <laughs> no oh my god wait do it a little more uh, and then we'll kind of put it during we'll, we'll like cut it and put it during the questions oh, yeah, just yeah, do like yeah. five more seconds of you being surprised and shocked oh my god i can't answer that you guys are crazy this is shocking i'm shocked right now i'm gonna get canceled <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect, perfect wow i love that that's really good 
worrying uh, about getting canceled on this podcast is really funny. That's a really good detail. Getting canceled because you <laughs> because you don't answer a straight shooter correctly <laughs> because you say the three little pigs instead of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> and someone's like, three? That's a problematic number. Who's Rachel Cusk? Okay, so Thank I you. thought that Thank would you. land because first I had, she's an author. She wrote um, the, these books called the Outline Trilogy, but I, I had this really vague memory of us talking about her but it must have been someone another gorgeous woman with bangs amy zimmer amy it honestly could be <laughs> amy zimmer like it actually probably was amy zimmer wow i love that so i knew it was like not a, a known you know not someone who's immediately known but i thought maybe your face would light up um Did it? no no and you know i i'm I'm a little surprised. I oh, never God. realized, George, that when you were writing these, you were sort of baiting our mm. our guests to sort of be like, wink, wink. Like, right. we're, don't forget, we we have memories together. Like, well, me, every time we have a guest, it is a competition between me and you to see who has more of a history with their. I mean, this time, people, <laughs> real fans, have noticed that I have brought up the one time Sudi and I got pasta together. You brought up pasta. seventeen you, times. You brought up drinks. You you yeah. you're bringing up little inside stories. Yeah, plus I mean, drinks and pasta two separate occasions or one occasion. Well, <laughs> nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know, and I won't reveal that on this podcast. <laughs> um. Here's a really hot take. Yeah. Should we do, get into the topic yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, no, we absolutely should, because it's actually one of the best topics we've maybe ever had. <gasps> I think I think this is the platonic ideal of a straight lab topic. Wow, that's huge compliment. And I'm actually not even saying that to blow spoke up Sudi's perfectly bleached asshole. No, he's trying to get another drinks invite. <laughs> he's desperate for drinks and pasta. For the record, my <laughs> asshole is dark and hairy and person. <laughs> And honey, same. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I'll drink to Keep that. Keep the donut. <laughs> I'm now putting in my own catchphrases as much as possible. No, you have to. You got to. Okay, do I introduce the yeah, topic? Yeah, yeah. Introduce, you your topic. introduce your topic. And so that's where it's confusing. We never really know. We've never think, decided, but I'm like, I, think, I trust you. And Recently, is there a even setup? You do it. Well, you can, a, let's say the topic. So, so we, <laughs> so, the, so Sudi, say just in one sentence what the topic is and we'll ask a follow up question. The topic is information information well data before we ask our follow-up <laughs> yeah. can i ask a, a different follow-up yes what do you mean by information i mean exactly information i mean the horniness of knowing a fact right. mm -hmm. i mean trivia i mean people who say fun fact and oh. I mean the concept in a conversation where you are telling somebody everything you know about a thing. Right. Yes. And I believe that that is straight culture yeah. in and of itself. Also, I will put under this umbrella guys who tell you they're really into history. Mm. Which is this is such a rich, rich topic for me. Yes. Well, because George, you know, I think one could argue that you are almost this person sometimes. <laughs> and yet one could argue or you, Sam Taggart, want to argue. <laughs> one. But, but I would say, though, having listened to the pod, mm. that George offers like, 
I think that there's like Phyllis, there's, there's a point to what he's read or what he knows being brought up where I feel like what I'm talking about is when you are in a bar and you're, yeah. you know, listening to the dirty projectors and then a guy tells you everything he knows about the history of the dirty projectors, including like all the band name band members names right. throughout time. Okay, well, the George Defender has logged on. Sudi's <laughs> <laughs> now, Sudi's like, we will get pasta again. <laughs> Just to prove a point. I, I, I think um, that it's like the, what I love about this is like, there are so many, I feel like there are so many cliche little terms like mansplaining and like, you know, uh, the, remember that Twitter account that was like, guy in your MFA. Like th yeah. this is, oh, this is sure, part of the sure, history sure. of like this kind of, kind of um, critique of this, type of guy but I think but I think articulating it as information is so rich because mm -hmm. what it is is like using little bits of knowledge as like a blanket to protect you from any kind of like outside influence you're like yes people are talking to you and you're like wait no I know th you're like throwing bits of pieces of information at them as weapons let's not get personal let's not talk about anything that yes. could make me feel uncomfortable in like an emotional way right don't get to know me because guess what i know every movie this director has mm. directed and now whether you want it or not i'm just giving you a wikipedia article yeah. out of my mouth and you know, it's actually even darker than that because it's not that they think they are avoiding intimacy, it's that they think that is intimacy. They think yeah. sharing little pieces of information, it's like, these are pieces of myself that I learned and I'm sharing them with a woman and that is how she knows I'm interested in her because I have deemed her worthy of listening to my memorized Wikipedia page. I, but isn't there a, like isn't there a sadness to it where it's like they can't I think it's like so unoptional they can't mm. tap into the emotional stuff and so they yeah. they have like one it's a weapon on the other hand it's like a life raft like where they're like I know I'm supposed to be talking but I need yes. but I can't talk about me and I can't talk about my yeah. feelings I have to just talk about the history of the you know civil war or whatever right and I think that it's also applauded amongst like pure straight company you know straight male company it's like that if you have two information bros together information they're bros. like their their dicks are in the sky i mean right. they couldn't be hornier for that it's like at, at ucb where there would be like uh you know top of your intelligence and like some guy would magically be in a scene that took place on like a rocket launcher and then all of a sudden he gets to do a scene where he incorporates that he knows every thing about rocket science but isn't a rocket scientist is mm. doing improv and that was applauded and celebrated and looking back that's so fucking boring wow <laughs> Sudi the fact that you would take the turn to improv as the basis of this critique I feel like honestly actually, improv and UCB is imbued in every episode I of think this you're podcast that's unfortunately true it's the incubator for like toxic straight culture and a yeah. lot of the people who are on this podcast lives. Well, it's actually the reason why, and I, I'm saying this as probably of the three of us, the person who least, you know, has a UCB background. I've only ever done stand up there. But to me, UCB is really um, morally abhorrent because it is where people are like, straightness can be fun and cute. It's not harmful. Yeah. And it's like, Subversive. no, it is. <laughs> Don't make because, this into a joke. Because the, <laughs> because the boys are silly. Exactly. 
Have you ever thought about, oh yeah, you think these people, these uh, straight people are bad? No, they're silly. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't. The the homophobia of UCB was potent and we cannot get into that. We can't get into it. (laughs) Because that is not our topic. No, Um, our topic is information. I once had a guy on a on a date a tinder date i just showed up and i was like okay like we maybe just like don't have a lot in common or like he's not my vibe but like he was cute and kind of gave me a fuck boy energy so i was like okay maybe i'll sleep with him Mm -hmm. but we were like talking and he was like asking me about like being a comedian and he would like bring up comedians and i would just like know what work they had done like i would say like oh have you seen like this person this this thing this person did whatever i'm just talking about like my field not being an information bro And then there was a point in the conversation where he said, "Um, your thing is you know a lot about comedy and my thing is that I know a lot about history. Uh, Oh my God. Oh no. (laughs) That is one of the most toxic things I've ever heard in my life. But it's also to Sam's point, it's sad. It's sad. It's like, it's like, it's the way this guy was like socialized or also clearly threatened by the fact that like, I was doing interesting things and had, you know, some some knowledge that he found like threatening in some way that I like knew a stand-up special that somebody had done and asked him if he had seen it. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, uh, what history do you like? <laughs> oh, oh all of it. Anything <laughs> happened in the past. So cool. Um, I <laughs> also information bros, it can't like to me, a huge sect of information bros is dads. I, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of my dad and like, he is addicted to just facts, spewing Mm. facts. And it's very the, like, he doesn't really know what to talk about. So it's going to be facts. And even like my best conversations with my dad are being like, how do I do my taxes? And he's Mm. like, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. And this is, this sounds mean. I hope he never hears this because it's not meant to be mean, (laughs) but like I called him like to share like good news recently. And then he was like, like excited and then I started asking him about like taxes because I was like how does this work and he was like well you know taxes are like my comedy like I know Aww. a lot about this stuff and it was very similar. oh I love that and I was like That's oh my god sweet. he's really <laughs> trying to relate I That's mean this very brings sweet. up a question that I have though which is like I mean it's not bad to know things I would rather somebody be like well-read and interested yeah. in something than like have know nothing about the world but Mm -hmm. it's the way that it's like presented to you without choice well that's yeah it it, this is so okay so i was raised but my dad is an information bro and my mom is a history buff wow so i have experience with both of these things (laughs) and with both of them i think with my dad more so i there is constantly the tension between wanting to learn from someone who genuinely has all this knowledge and not wanting to lose three hours of my time at any mm-hmm. given time. Like mm-hmm. I, there are so many times when I genuinely am curious about something and want to ask, how does this work? But know that I only have 20 minutes available <laughs> and he yeah. will, he's like all or nothing. Like, and that sounds so bratty to say like god forbid my dad talked to me for three hours i know i feel bad too (laughs) 
it's the moment that like your dad is so excited because this is the moment that all the shit that he knows was mm-hmm. preparing for. yes like finally somebody yes. is asked this knowledge mm-hmm. that exists in my brain is not useless mm-hmm. besides yes. the fact that it gave me enjoyment to learn it right i can now give it to you and but then at my, least yeah i was gonna say at least your dad is not doing like infotainment um youtuber videos that no, start with like no. fact which what is if like was, also <laughs> what triggered this <laughs> wait and then and then i want to say sorry i know i'm 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 monologuing but the other toxic element of this, which is my mom, her way, rather than talking for three hours at a time, what she does is she thinks you are stupid if you don't know something she does. So she's a history buff, ha- reads that. like reads <laughs> a lot of nonfiction, reads a lot of history books. And so rather than my dad's toxic quality is that he talks for three hours about something. My mom's toxic quality is you'll ask and she'll basically look at you as though you're garbage and be like, <laughs> you don't know fun. that that happened in the Battle I of like Gettysburg? That. I, I like do. that. That's fun. That's that's like an information terrorist. Where... Yes, my mom is an information terrorist. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of new. Um, okay, on the other end of this, Sudi, you talking about this meeting with this man? I'm like, and George is going to mock me for this. No, isn't it, no? You will when you hear it. <laughs> isn't it sometimes a little bit hot to I be like it. to be like a little information dommed and be like, yeah, yeah, just like explain something to me. Ooh. And I get to play like the little dumb slut. Mm. Like if it's <laughs> useful, if it's like, I can fix your car or like, I know how to like butcher a steak. And I'm like, absolutely provide for me. Like yeah, you know, <laughs> provide for me King. But um, yeah, I mean, if it's, I think that's true. I think it depends on the topic because I mean, like, also, I've just fully had men I've dated like explain to me the entire plot of what's that Keanu Reeves movie where he has to like save the dog? John oh, Wick. John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> I one time had an ex-boyfriend tell me the plot of John Wick and I never interrupted him to see how long he would go. And it was like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh Wait, my I God. have a, so about information doming, what I think what needs to happen for you to be effectively information dommed to completion <laughs> is that the person needs to be talking about something you have no context for. Mm-hmm. What I struggle, and not struggle with, but for instance, me and uh, my uh, lover have just overlapping worlds enough that if that he might know more about something, but I know a little bit about it. I might know more about something, but he will know a little bit about it. He's not like a, you know, criminal uh, you know, like a civil rights lawyer or something. Like it, it, he's in the general world of of things we all know about, and so that makes it more difficult to be information dommed. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're dating, if you are a an exotic dancer dating a carpenter, you're constantly information doming one another all the time. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, this is, um, you know, how to get a G string out of your ass, <laughs> yes. and then he's like, this is how you make a structurally sound join. I mean, honestly, sounds both like that sounds like a hot relationship. <laughs> that does sound really hot. I'd watch their OnlyFans. Yeah, same. <laughs> I yeah, I think yeah. As fans of the the podcast will know, I have a straight who um, uh, randomly I still see sometimes. And cool. he will information dom me with like music stuff. Oh yeah. In a way that's like, I do know about music, but he like pretends like I don't in a way yeah. that. 
that's also information doming where he's like i don't care what you think i just want to explain yeah and yeah it's, uh, you know i can see why if it happened a lot i would be like stop right if i because i see him like once a month i'm like sure like just yeah. fucking go off on i me. mean sometimes <laughs> it's nice just to like if you i i get like very socially exhausted sometimes especially talking to like a normie because i don't like know how to what stimulates me in a conversation is like doing the bit and so if i can't do a bit i'm sometimes like paralyzed by social awkwardness and mm -hmm. so in those moments just being just having like a wave of you know facts about it's always music it's always a band that i've listened to once yeah it can do be you know refreshing. what is like what's such a defeat to be in the middle of a conversation and say something along the lines of like so what tv have you been watching Oh, uh, and it's so sad because that hurts. Converse, like, what do we? What else do we talk about? Like, yeah. it is kind of like well, this is a ripe topic, but it's like the question hurts so yeah. much. Well, and like, then both of you, you know, you look at your conversation partner, and you're both like, you know, it's kind of the moment before a suicide pact where you're like, well, <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah, it's sort of like we're gonna talk about what TV we're watching. <laughs> we either answer this, or one of us is like, actually, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm <laughs> yes. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That it's so tough. It's it's not even like the the actual question in the conversation that hurts me. It's knowing that that was like a chunk of my day. Like oh, I can't yes. I can't like handle especially like you know working at SNL and like your free time being so limited when you're like at a party and then you're like this is like my Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> and it just really makes you want to slit your fucking. <laughs> Oh my God. People are, we're, we're better and people are boring. Right. People that, are boring. How this is coming off. Right. Well, here's well, the thing is that like, we just, there are so many people for whom there is nothing more boring than the three of us talking about yeah. comedy. Like truly, to, that's true. to think that's about how point. humiliating it is makes to, me have feel a, better. to have knowledge <laughs> and opinions about comedy. And like, that's one of the main things you're offering. That's so tragic. Wait, I'm just realizing it's so much more embarrassing that like, I'm like, my dad is like, he knows a lot about taxes. Like that's like, that's yes. really useful. Yeah. And yes. I'm like, yeah, but like, I just did this bar show and like, right. we're back and it's in the street now. Yeah. He's literally, he's trying to relate <laughs> to his son that he wanted to be, you know, a Supreme Court justice. And now is, <laughs> and now is a comedian. He's like, yeah, this is like my comedy, I guess. <laughs> if that's what's good in your that's mind. What's good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, please don't tell me about like your hobby. Please do like a sociopathic bit that never touches yeah. the ground. So we like never have to experience each other. I know. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Because, aye, aye. Bit, because bits are our information. Bits are, yeah. oh no. Like we're bit bombing in the way that another person is information bombing. Have you ever been with somebody or like been around like a friend or like a partner or somebody who didn't like when bits were happening with your friends? Uh, yes, many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think um, Misha likes, he gets it. He likes to have fun, he likes to laugh. But when it's like comedians doing bits together, there's also like inherently power hierarchy mm -hmm. of like who's laughing at who. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, toxic. it's extremely toxic. And he's like, this isn't, this isn't egalitarian. This is just yeah. like, they want to laugh at that person. Oh God. It's so real. <laughs> Oof. 
Um, so sometimes bit 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 crews can be evil. And also, just if we're if this is now a pro normie turn, hmm. have you guys like really hung out with like a crew of normies with like not even media jobs, just like not like even coding jobs? jobs. <laughs> like we are like, being this no no no. This is this question. is pro. This is pro. Like. <laughs> Like truly, people that are just like I just work and make a good. Salary. No, I know, I know. I think and um, they are so much <laughs> like happier. more thoughtful. They're like so much better at yeah. asking you how your life is and like yeah. trying to like connect. Whereas like comedians yeah. do just like bit 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 yeah. and run away. And it's like I don't know what that person does for work. Like <laughs> it's um it's a different it's a switch up. For sure. Right. And then there's like space for hobbies too. Like I'm never going to have a space for a hobby. You know, yeah. like I like fantasized about getting into pottery for like a good month. And then I thought too many comedians are doing pottery now. And so yeah. Like, what are you, Seth Rogen? <laughs> that is so Mitra? funny. Mitra. Mitra. Mitra, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, God. It's also because of what we do, everything we are like, well, can we profit off of this? Like yeah, or it can be like, and yeah, we don't brand, profit so, off of like no our actual company, but yes, <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. The normie thing is interesting. I I do think what you're saying is totally correct. I also think the flip side of that is one person will say one thing that is the least bit off key, and everyone will be like, "Oh my god, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard." Or like you're so weird. Yes. Yeah. Also that I feel that I just have like too much, uh, you know, I normies for me are always deep down going to be like people who looked at me weird in high school, you know, for like being loud or being stupid or like that moment where like you had a friend who was like weird with you at a sleepover. And then all of a sudden, like you're in a greater social setting and they look at you like, we don't do this here. Mm. Like, classic and i feel that when i'm in like normie settings i sometimes rebel in that way and i like drink too much and become a hundred percent and and i truly hate myself after because <laughs> yes. i know where it comes from which is like yeah no this, it's like, actually petulant. Yeah. i'm not repressed i mean like i have a very fulfilling <laughs> life in the career that i chose and i like n- never have to be around people who basically don't agree with everything that i have to say so the one moment that i am in a situation say at like a sister's birthday you know then i become um a part of myself that i hate yes yes it's i also this is we can't this is the thing is, we are the implication here is that we are so interesting, and I truly do not no, believe that about no. myself. Like, in no. fact, I actually think that everything I have done in my life is like to is like some desperate attempt at at, at like reaching for being interesting. Like, when you are actually you're when you're in around actually interesting people or someone who's like a playwright that has written a postmodern play, like like people that have really dedicated their life to like art and um and like. Uh, or even knowledge, then you're like, oh, I'm a fraud. No, but I have to say, I find you very interesting. That's not (laughs) to say that, you know, like I do, (laughs) I do think you're interesting. It's just, you have to walk with the knowledge that you are going to be a bore and pretty abhorrent to somebody in the world. And I feel like people who don't walk with that knowledge, you know, 
you can yeah. see it in their eyes. Yeah, I think that's astute. You have to have both. <laughs> you need to know that you are interesting. You have value and also know that some people aren't for you or you're not for them. And that's yeah. okay. And that's okay. You and are beautiful okay. just the way you are. And I wouldn't want to be with for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you want to be specific. And I wouldn't want to write a postmodern play. There. No. You don't want to write a <laughs> no. postmodern play? No. Well, what do you think <laughs> this is? Oh what my god. That? That's the twist is that this has been this entire thing has been my actual um MFA thesis at Yale <laughs> this entire time. Damn. Wow. I went to college with a lot Ooh, of congrats. playwrights. I know thank you. <laughs> with a lot of playwrights and like we would have like playwrights come and speak to us and I always kind of thought that um people who like understood things on that level or would do like really avant-garde play or like something like that. And I always just thought like, when I do that in class or I try to do that, I'm bullshitting and I'm trying to like bullshit and copy the style that I don't understand beyond like a surface level. Mm -hmm. And if I get it right, it's like truly by chance that I like copied the right thing. And I sort of thought that that was everybody because mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. So I just thought, oh, they're pretending to be this thing that somebody back in time actually knew yeah, what they were doing. Totally. And then I realized that that is so not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the like horror of realizing that somebody is actually well-read, which you think yeah. of as only a theoretical concept. Like yeah. the, the idea that someone has actually, and this obviously comes with like, a lot of privilege and the and the privilege of like having the time to be well read and all this stuff but like the, the idea that someone has read the canon and then beyond mm-hmm. that and then has also developed their own taste and and can like t- talk to you about like you know literature and film and shakespeare and whatever and it's like oh that actually does exist and when it's not some... all everyone faking it constantly and <laughs> when not, somebody yeah. is that way they don't like remind you of it exactly constantly yeah <laughs> But everybody's got everybody's got holes, you know. I mean, yeah. don't I know it, sister? <laughs> okay, top fives. <laughs> um, but it, I, yeah, it's like they could be extremely well read and know all this stuff, but like they have no idea who Ariana Grande is. Like, I feel like and I'm which, sorry for them, and, and I feel I'm sorry. sorry for them. And I mean, that's good more luck. embarrassing than anything. <laughs> it is just like there's there's always a trade off. And, you know, unfortunately, the path I have chosen mm-hmm. is knowing who Ariana Grande is yeah. and not knowing the canon. Right. Well, I have to say, like, not to be self-hating, but I actually wish often that I knew the canon instead of Ariana Grande. <laughs> okay, you're self-hating. Judy, what do you think in terms of canon versus Ariana Grande? <laughs> well, my first, my first thought was to know the canon, I would feel like would be to, like, know like the the what you've inherited as a human in terms of like knowledge and art like to truly have read all all of like the great texts Mm -hmm. in a way is like you're like imbuing yourself with like you know a little bit like why 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 do we do anything right like like you're imbuing yourself with this history of like human knowledge human thought incredible i wish that i had that inside of me, right. had those ideas inside of me. However, who is to say that Ariana Grande is not part of her own canon 
that I need to know and needs to be inside of me that maybe didn't start in like the, you know, in Shakespeare's times, maybe it's like a little bit more rooted in like the eighties. Sure. Correct. Correct. Well, the thing is there are two (laughs) tenets of, there are two tenets of kind of being an intellectual. One is knowing things. And the second is putting them in historical and cultural context. And unfortunately you can't always have both. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. There's so much to talk about, about this now. Where I know, but like, sorry, but this is about information. We're still doing information. We're still talking about information. I, this is crazy crossover event. I was listening to the Los Culturistas episode with Sam Sanders Whoa. and it was so good. One shout out to, and like he talked, Sam Sanders was talking about like how, <laughs> like, you know, like our news reporters don't have a, good enough knowledge of like pop culture and so they like have this skewed misunderstanding of like why would people vote for trump and it's like well because that's he's like huge in our in american culture like and it really like pointed out like the value in knowing pop culture and like understanding what is seen as like stupid but you know what though doesn't that also point out how bad it is because literally people (laughs) voted for trump because of pop culture it's well that's and that's the paradox is it's like do you do you know about it and address it or do you ignore it and hope it goes away yeah yeah of course Um, which it won't unless the people that are like the intellectuals and public intellectuals and thought leaders learn about it so that they can change it from within yeah you're not going to stop trump by writing a dissertation (laughs) no queen but maybe this podcast well i mean <laughs> i love in the year 2021 being like we're gonna stop trump <laughs> we're gonna stop trump with this podcast actually in 2021 we're, and i really think this episode specifically we're gonna stop trump this we're gonna stop him and he's never gonna be president in 2016 yeah let me tell you something commander in cheeto <laughs> When I don't up, want a celebrity for my president. I don't. I, no. Oh, so the Apprentice. The ratings were bad. Your and you never business. Won an Emmy. Tax returns. <laughs> you think you're better? You're worse. <laughs> um. Uh oh. Uh oh. We have to do our final segment, otherwise I will actually jump out my window. And we also got. I just Uh-oh. want to address. Talk about the podcast while I make the podcast. Okay. Okay. We got. We got a little serious there, huh? Did we? Just a little. It was playful the whole time, but a little serious, right? That's like... just what George and I do when we're eating pasta. Sorry, Sam, you don't <laughs> get it. You're not part of this pasta eating community. For you, oh. it's weird, but for us, it's normal. These pasta nights, pasta Wait, mornings. I just, do you think, it's so interesting because we were talking before about the difference between intimacy and information. <laughs> and I feel like in this podcast, we've gotten more intimate with like, you know, you and I talking about like our relationships or our fears and stuff. Whereas this time we were debating on a more theoretical basis, don't you think? It's what my is- fault. No, I, I enjoyed it. Good or bad. It. No, I think it's good. No, I, I thought it was good because it was so, it was about information. I think that I, it was a balanced podcast in a way Agreed. that I like because we talk about how the fans are yeah. of the two genders of wanting us to be absurd and chaotic and sort of ruin our own right. podcast and the others want to hear our take on Demi Lovato. Right. And so I feel like in this episode, we actually did both. 
Um, okay, I feel like we can do our final segment yes. now. Uh, our final segment's called Shout Out City, and we give a shout out to something we enjoy, sort of in the style of uh, it's 2001 and you're in Times Square for TRL, shouting out your squad back home. Um, George, do you want to kick us off? Um, I actually have two. I could go first. Okay, you can go first. Okay. What's up, losers? Um, I just want to give a quick little shout out to my dad. I'm so sorry that I um, sort of belittled your experience in knowing about um, taxes. I think that's beautiful. And I think we can connect on other stuff. And I was being a little inflammatory for the podcast. Mm. And I also want to give a shout out to Olivia Rodrigo, who I actually do love. I think the album is incredible. I am a stan, weirdly. And when people are like, but she's 18, it's like, yeah, that's why she's good at it because she has real feelings that we barely understand anymore because we have jobs that we hate. Get over it. 18 year olds are pure. And I liked Lord when she was fucking 16. Like, have some fucking respect. Olivia Rodrigo's the future and also the present. And she's the canon now. Goodbye, bitch. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Good Woo! Job. Um, oh gosh, I'm like. Okay, what's up listeners? How's everybody doing? Put that phone down and listen to my words. I wanna give a quick shout out to the idea of consuming the internet without a social feed. Just going to a home page, just literally going to a home page. Let me repeat, going to a home page I'm that confused. is not Facebook, that is not Twitter, that is not Instagram, that is a home page of a website. Going there to read it, just going to any home page, whether it is a blog, whether it is a newspaper, whether it is, let's say, street easy, just experiencing the internet without the layer of algorithms and information mining created by, I'll say it, billionaires that are stupid white men and that we should not be supporting. So Woo! do me a favor, little cult, little glamour girls, go to a homepage today. Woo! Woo! Okay. I feel like mine is something I already kind of talked about, but it is mm. my truth. Okay. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay, go whenever you're ready. <laughs> Hey, New York City, it's your girl, Sudi G. And I just want to give a quick shout out to walking at night with ice cream. Um, since the weather has been getting warmer on Monday nights, which is was my one night off, um, me and my boyfriend, we go get ice cream at night and we walk to the water and then we walk back and walking with the ice cream in your hand and looking at the night sky, it's absolutely what life is all about. And we are trying different ice cream places and my boyfriend always gets green tea and then he always has trouble going to bed that night. And I just wish everybody would have this pleasure. That was beautiful. That was that really, really beautiful. That painted a, a picture and really took me there. Ice cream at night. It, it, what a beautiful image. I mean, can Walk, you think of anything more summery? Get yeah. the ice cream on your way to like the subway or on your way to like your destination and eat the ice cream in the city street. No yeah. mask because they said we could do no mask. We're allowed. Eat the ice cream in the summer city street at night on the way to the destination. I highly recommend. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, I also love the detail of green tea ice cream. Mm -hmm. That is an intellectual flavor. 
I mean, not that's to call very, your boyfriend an information very dom, but it's very information dom to get green tea ice cream. Can I reveal, and I didn't want to reveal this because I felt like it went against the whole yeah. podcast, but I feel like for the sake of like brutal truth and honesty, I have to say in the car on the way to Amagansett, I was reading to my boyfriend what I was going to talk about. I was like, had a list of ideas <gasps> and through our discussion off of one thing, he labeled it as information. And I was like, wait, that's brilliant. So, but is it okay that a straight man was, Wow. he's just an, he's just an ally and a king. The idea this, of a woman saying, my boyfriend thought of it. That's this, kind of cool. This episode is- That's actually is, really cool. Is a straight man psyop. Wow. <laughs> Who knew this entire episode was ghostwritten by, by a straight man. He labeled it. He labeled it. Yeah. Like not to be that girl, but like I was like dancing around it and he labeled it. Oh my, yeah. Well, that's like one of straight men's, uh, you know, fortes is labeling things. That's yeah. true. Well, big shout out to him. I mean, mm -hmm. shout out. This episode and shout out to him. You know, he recently, Sudi and I were somewhere together. Sudi's oh really? I didn't and, know that. Sudi's boyfriend and my boyfriend hit it off. Now, what do you think of that? A, fr a, a budding friendship between a straight man and a gay man? What is well, this? Well, my, my straight man is a poet. It's not sure. It's not all, you can't just paint it with that wide of a brush. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Poetry is queer. He's actually now writing love poems to my boyfriend. I would love for him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm encouraging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>